Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. you have your Bibles this morning, you can travel along with me. We're going to go new to old and then settle in the old for just a few moments. So where is your head? Jesus showed up to begin a new kingdom and to bring to earth the eternal kingdom. And when he showed up in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2, he said, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Did you know not only our hearts have the potential to sin, but our heads also sin? We think things that have not yet been transformed. We say things that have not yet been renewed. Take your Bibles, if you will, please, and go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Before I go there, let me just simply say, repentance doesn't have anything to do with your tears. Repentance doesn't have anything to do with our slobbering. Repentance has nothing to do with our snot. Repentance, it does have something to do with a snotty attitude. Repentance has everything to do with changing the way you think. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say, renew my mind. I have good news for you. The older that you get in the journey of life, the more you have to be renewed. Otherwise, you will think just like your parents thought. You will model what you saw your grandparents model. You see, the enemy, though he is a deceiver and he's cunning. Oh, by the way, time out. I just saw Glenn Beck's new book. I hadn't seen it before this morning. It's entitled Dreamers and Deceivers. Wednesday night, God spoke to us in this house about deception. I'm amazed of how many Christians are deceived in their thinking and they try to get you to think like they do. If you don't have kingdom thoughts, don't talk. At least not to me. If you don't have kingdom thoughts, keep them to yourself and build your empire, but it's coming down. What did you think? (laughs) Sometimes when the word is so powerful and it just penetrates, sometimes God's people look back at me like, you didn't say that. I really did say that. God wants our minds renewed or I could end up thinking like my grandparents did on either my mother's side or my father's side. Or I could end up living out like my dad did or my mother did. Now there's good things there, but not everything's good there. 
I want you to be challenged to have a mind that is renewed so that your head is absolutely established in the kingdom. God, renew my mind. God, renew my mind. God, renew my mind. Listen, there's got to be change in this Tri-County area. It can't stay the way it's always been. So then, turn down for what? I will use the triggers of this world to snap your attention to the realization that change has got to take place in this tri-county area. And visionary people will always carry with them a renewed consciousness of the presence of God and that with God all things are possible. Well, there's a little bit of an amen. With God, all things are possible. With God, everything is possible. So let God renew our minds this morning. Why? So then you can prove what the will of God is. Listen, until your mind is renewed, you can't even talk about the will of God, let alone prove the will of God. See, sometimes people have accused men of God of being heart-led. Then others go, they're mindless. I'm giving you a combo today. And you don't even have to go to Burger King. God wants you to live from the heart with a mind that is renewed, that is set on heavenly things. And this tri-county area is going to change. Hallelujah. And those that have been down are going to be up. And those that have been counted out will be counted in. So let me give you a couple quotes as we look at two stories this morning. Joyce Meyer put it this way. Don't reason in your mind. Just obey in the spirit. I told you, it's always in there. I, I might as well just let you know. Yes, I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what's that to you? You're going to need the fullness of the Holy Ghost if you're going to live in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. If I can figure it out, I'll obey Him. No, you're obeying yourself. God is bigger than your thoughts. God is bigger than your ways. God is bigger than your plans. Because he's already planned out your whole life. There wasn't one thing that Jesus did in his lifetime that wasn't orchestrated by the Father. I'm on fire. No matter how much we know in any area, there are always new things to learn and things we have previously learned that we need to be refreshed. We used to sing back in the old prayer meeting, they used to call them cottage prayer meetings, send refreshing. The church, the body of Christ needs to be refreshed. If that means taking a dip in, in iced tea, do it. Whatever you need to do, be refreshed. <laughs> you don't want what I just was thinking. <laughs> I'll put it this way. Let me give you a, a filtered version. Then just be bored. Just be bored. 
And those who are renewed will know you're bored. And they will pass you by and let the gentle Savior come your way. Oh, yes, I grew up with that hymn. Pass me not, oh, gentle Savior. And how many times he showed up and we're still going, see you the next time. Acting like we're the sovereign ones. The Bible says in the Old Testament that he will not always strive with the hearts of men. When the Lord is here, you better be drawing everything you can. Joyce Meyer goes on to say, the devil will give up when he sees that you're not going to give in. Hmm. Just two stories this morning. But oh, are they going to bother you all week. They're going to be in your nest. Those little birds are going to be chirping all week long. The nest. The stories. The devil will give up when he sees that you are not going to give in. Yesterday, Joshua and I were watching a football game. You can take a guess what game that would be. I would like to see some of the teams in the deep south take a trip to the nice icy cold of Minnesota. I'd like to see how they play in that kind of weather. But the particular team that we were watching had a nice lead and were driving to really take hold of the game. I know you're thinking, man, that's all he does. He keeps talking about sports. You've made a great start. You're moving forward. You're starting to possess the land. You're moving with the vision. You can see what God wants for your family. You see what God wants in your business. And then all of a sudden, you make a few breakdowns. And all of a sudden, you have a couple turnovers. And guess what? You've let the enemy in. And that's exactly what happened yesterday in that football game. A couple miscues, a couple mistakes, a couple of trying to get too much too quick. Ooh, I'm about to pray in the Spirit again. Sounds like the church, doesn't it? God begins to open up the windows of heaven, and oh my goodness, we want it all right now. That's still the old nature. Let me break that down. I don't want to just go out and hold hands or maybe a kiss. I want to go all the way. It's the same principle. Please don't drop your head. Where is your head? Where is your head? God is asking a very important question this morning. Where is your head? When you're in the kingdom, you know there's only one king, and when he comes, you know you bow your head. For any of you that have studied history, you know in other countries they operate with kings and queens. And when you come into the presence of royalty, you bow to that royalty. There's people in the church that won't bow to anything because the church and the kingdom may not be the same. But when I come into the kingdom, I know who's the king. And it certainly isn't me. And I bow my head so he can renew my mind, so I can think the thoughts that he wants me to think. So the devil will give up when he sees that you're not going to give in. I want to encourage you this morning, don't give in. But you don't know the circumstances, Joshua kept saying to me. But you've got to understand the weather, the elements. I said, they're not the only team out there playing in that weather. Stop talking about your circumstances. Lift up the name of the Lord. Lift up the word of the Lord. Stand on the promises. 
Stand on that promise. Stay on that promise. Don't back up on that promise. Know that his word will be fulfilled. I was speaking with my mother this morning and she said, you know, son, how old is Joshua? I said, mother, do me a favor, please. Think the year 2000. And every year thereafter, whatever year we're in, that's how old he is. And she said, well, you don't have to be like that. And we've kind of gotten into a cat-mouse thing. And she said, and you need to shut your mouth. (laughs) And I said some junk to her. And and she said to me, you make me want to throw this phone across the room. I said, go for it. But now I got you where I want you because now you've got to get out of your bed and you've got to go get the phone. Church, have fun. People of God, have fun. Life is too short. But you don't know what I'm going through. Where's your head? But you don't know about my situation. Where's your head? You don't know about my circumstances. Where's your faith? Let's look at two stories this morning. Last quote by Joyce Meyer is a powerful, powerful quote. Satan frequently steals the will of God from us due to reasoning. I thank God as I have been reading more and more of the red print in God's word that Jesus didn't always tell the disciples the plan for the day or for the week because he knew there would be a round table discussion. And they would begin to reason out. Listen, he spent more time with the Father than he did with them. And he simply carried out what the Father showed him and said to him. And they just kind of like, we can't figure this out. It's real quiet in here this morning. So let me ask you the question. Two stories. Story number one. Have you heard about the wall? Let me flip it. So all of you that have been in church since the beginning of time, have you heard about the parting of the Red Sea? Oh, yeah. We remember that story. That's such a cool story. How all of the Israelites came down to the river and and how they were being pursued by the enemy. And it's such a cool story because God opened up the river. And all the Israelites walked through on dry ground. And then when they started to follow them, the wall, the Bible calls it a wall, was released and the water filled back in the river and every one of them drowned. Isn't it amazing that we believe that story? as a story, but we don't believe the God of the story for us today? I'm in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. And Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. One of the governing spirits over this region has been fear. Not only fear in the schools, not only fear in the community, not only fear about, oh my God, they might move into my, oh, they're in my territory, oh, they're living in our neighborhood, oh my God, what are we going to do now? Oh, my. 
to where there's fear in the church. But the man of God, the prophet of God, the leader of the people said, do not be afraid. So you've got two options here. You can run in fear or you can flow in faith. Notice the difference? You may run in fear. How can you tell? Because every time you just see them take off. Shoot, there they go. Oh, I'm not afraid. Well, why don't you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? Faith is the license in the kingdom. Fear is the operation of darkness. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Oh, that was cool that he did it for them, but can he do it for me? The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I'm not going to ask you to show by hands, but how many of you have testimonies where you know that the Lord took up the fight for you? The Lord will win the battle if you'd stop fighting. Have you considered the wall? What God did for the Israelites, God is more than willing to do for you. He is inviting us this morning to have no fear, to stand firm, and He will do the fighting for us. Why? Because the powers that have reigned in this region were here before we got here. And you can't outnumber them. Pastor, could you answer a question of mine? Sure, I'll be glad to. Why do you preach more than 20 minutes? Because people are starving. Because people are starving. I don't have for you just a story. I'm trying to take you into the depth of reality in the kingdom that God will do for you what he did for them. And then the angel of God, verse 19, who had been traveling, oh my goodness, for those of you who have been here for several weeks, you have heard a prophecy several Sundays ago about the angels of the Lord in this place. I want to tell you something. I know specifically that there are angels that overshadow my life. I know that the angels of the Lord are around me and that are keeping me. The Bible says that the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. Strategy. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them. The angel of the Lord and the pillar of cloud. I want to tell you, there are angels that are in charge of this ministry. Stop trying to act like you're in charge. Release that to the angels of the Lord. Verse 21, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. Who did it, church? It was the Lord. He's still active. He's still among us. He is still with us. He will do all that He's promised in your life for you, for your children, for your loved ones. He is your Lord. Ask Him to drive it back. And the waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea onto dry ground. And with a wall of water on their right and on their left. What? Come on. 
Those of you who still will not budge intellectually, those of you who have your head in high places, how does a water system turn into a wall? And when you figure that out, show me how you do it. I am tired, not weary, I am tired of the church always reasoning how it's going to be done. Thus saith the Lord. Boom! That's it. Preach on, brother. Just preach on, brother. You just preach on, brother. Because I am. God will put up a defense for you. There was an individual that came to me this morning in worship. Not out of order. In order. Where there is true worship, there will be breakthroughs. And as we came together and she said, will you pray with me right now? I said, absolutely, right now. And that was the trigger that God wanted to do more than just in that moment. There was a message delivered in this house that this is called a house of prayer. Well, I really don't like prayer and it's boring. That's because you're in a different kingdom. You're religious, but you're not saved. You've not been brought out of and put in. Are you here this morning never having known the King of kings and the Lord of lords and your head is always bucking up and butting up against the will of God for your life, for your family? Are you creating your own wall? And so as we were praying, the Holy Spirit reminded me of story number one. And he said, say this. And I said, I don't want to. And he came back and he said, no, say this. I said, okay, this. I get into a tug of war with him too. But I know that he doesn't give in. When he has purchased you and paid for you and his blood has covered you, he will continue to woo you. And my line of resistance is a lot less now than it used to be. How is yours? Where is your head? So what did he ask me to do? He said, say this. Father, and so I said, Father, you're weird. That's because you're in a different kingdom. Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say. The father said to me, say this. I said, okay, father. I ask in Jesus' name that you will put a wall around this family situation in Tarpon Springs. In Jesus' name, amen. That was it. What was I doing? I was connecting the prayer to a prophetic moment when God did something for Israel. And if you pray for the peace of Israel, you can expect the blessings of Israel. God invites us and encourages us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. If I don't get to the second story, this will be enough for today. Amen? No, you should have said more. (laughs) That was a setup. How's your head? Moses, before we leave this verse, Moses did his part, but the Lord did his part. It is our willingness not only to be connected, but we work with him. We get in alignment with him. He doesn't get in alignment with uh, us. On church, 
Come on, church. So I said to Joshua yesterday, because I'm encouraging myself in the Lord, when you as an athlete, when you as a student put your foot on the accelerator academically, do not let off. And if you're involved with an athletic event, just because you have a lead, don't think for a moment that that team is going to go away. There he goes again, talking about sports. Okay. Just because you've made headway in the kingdom, it is no time to relax and go, ah, we got it now. Everything's stacking up really good. We got the property. We're banking. We got finances. We got leaders. Oh, yeah. The Bible talks about that kind of a person. I won't preach on that one this morning. You do not let up. Here is the paradox. You keep driving, but you stay rested. You keep proceeding, you keep proceeding, but you're resting in the Lord. But you don't give ground. The enemy looks for weaknesses. He looks for angles. He looks for moments when he can attack. When you feel like you're going to go under, call a timeout and get prayer warriors around your life. Send out an email. Send out a text and say, will you pray for me? Will you pray that God will send up a wall? Before I leave this, the religious walls in this community are coming down in Jesus' name. Even if God has to remove certain individuals, whoever they might be, the walls are coming down in Jesus' name. Last story. I'll try to do this one real quick. Father, we just thank you this morning for your word. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this house. And I ask that you would bless the word of the Lord as we move to the finish line this morning. This is a pretty cool story. It's the story of a prophet and a raven and a widow. Oh, I know that story. I heard that story 200 years ago. I know everything about that story. That's so cool. But that was then, and this is now. And God doesn't do that anymore. That's because you're in the wrong kingdom. The God of the Bible has not changed his ways. The God of the Bible still does the miraculous. And I'm speaking miracles into your lives right now. I am declaring supernatural breakthroughs in your family, in your business, in your future. I'm declaring that visions and dreams that you have had will come forth and you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So the story begins to unfold this way. God permitted the brook to dry up. We're really cool till our resources go away. We're jam up and jelly tight as long as we got it all figured out. But the Lord has a better plan. He's not just thinking about the prophet. He's thinking about the widow. So the brook dries up and the bird flies out. Anybody ever been there? You had it going just right. Now all of a sudden it's just disappeared. When things dry up and the birds begin to leave, that's the time to get a word from the Lord. 
Well, I'm going to just go ahead and preach and thank God for new people and new seats. I'm going to go ahead and preach this right on through. All right? I'm not afraid of the weather, and I'm not afraid of your face, and it doesn't matter if it's cold in Minnesota. I'm telling you that the Word of the Lord is in the house. I'm telling you that the Word of the Lord is in the house. And I stand on the Word. I, God, I stand on the Word. God, I stand on the Word of the Lord. God, I stand on the Word of the Lord. God, I stand on the Word of the Lord. Ooh, I stand on the Word of the Lord. Ooh, I stand on the Word of the Lord. Ooh, I stand on the word of the Lord. Ooh, I stand on the word of the Lord. God, I stand. You think right now, man, he's up, he's play rolling. He's acting. No, I literally am standing on the word of the Lord. I stand on the word. God, I stand on the Stand on the word of the Lord. Man, I stand on the word of the Lord. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to the prophet Elijah. I want to declare over this house this morning. I'm going to break a religious barrier for you. Give me a few moments, if you will, please. You have believed that the word of the Lord comes, but you believe it all has to come through someone who sets, stands or sits up on a, on a platform or a stage. I'm declaring that the word of the Lord comes to you. I'm declaring that you can hear the word of the Lord and that you can absolutely know that it is a clear word. It's a sure word. You can move on that. And when you move on that, God moves on your behalf. Move on the word of the Lord. For the supernatural is based on the word of the Lord. If this area has had very little of the supernatural, it's because the word of the Lord has not been declared. There may have been messages, but there hasn't been the word of the Lord. I just gave a word over this house that you are going to be able to receive downloads from heaven to earth so that you can bring heaven to earth and that the word of the Lord will be done. For example, Dalton Cannon will not die. Dalton Cannon will live. He's either going to receive a brand new kidney or there's going to be someone that will give him. Will you fight for other people? Will you stand in the gap for other people? Will you cry out for the will of the Lord to be done in every situation? Dalton Cannon shall live. The word of the Lord will be his portion. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. So the word of the Lord came, surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Where is your head? Holy Spirit, tell me when to stop. Show me exactly where I should stop. I'll be glad to do so. I follow your lead. That's the mentality of the church. Everything's drying up. We're down the stretch. It's not working out. I'm preparing our last meal, and he and I are going to die. Well, the word of the Lord came forth. I want to give this principle to you. I've been listening a lot lately to Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe, who went home to be with the Lord. None of this message came from any of those videos. Thank you. Oh, I will step... I will step all over religiosity. And I love to play in the cold. What does that mean? I'm talking about cold Christians. I'm talking about lukewarm Christians. I'm talking about people that look, you look at them and you wonder, my God, is there anything in there? Get this principle down. 
The supernatural flows through barrenness. It's a great area to live in, but this is a very barren area. But God is about to explode this region like you've never seen before. And God uses barrenness to bring about the supernatural. And he's not going to permit man to get his hands on it. Verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Moses, years before, told the people, don't be afraid. Either fear operates here or faith operates here. But when you can show me, oh, keep your stuff. Let, just get, let me go. When you can put it all mapped out for me, get out of here. You're not even close to God's word. Come on, church. I heard someone say deep inside their spirit, man, he's dangerous. Man, he's dangerous. There is a clash going on always between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of heaven. Jesus prayed this way. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you know who he wants to work through? You and I. Why do we put down our favorite teams? Why do you put down your team when they lose? Because it's a reflection of spiritual principles going awry. Dr. David Langston sent something to me before he went home to be with the Lord. And he said, I have finally learned, Coach Weber, that everything in life is, is spiritual. He said, everything in life is spiritual. So when you see teams hit the quagmire and they blow up on the field or they blow up in the pool or in the basketball court, there are spiritual principles that they have violated. Someone said about one of the teams, they said this. They said, we don't know if they're going to be able to repeat because I'm not sure they're as hungry as they were last. Are you more hungry right now to get out of here and go eat? Or are you starving to get some more from God's table? God wants hungry people. Hungry people. Hungry. 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 Uh, Appetite. Feed me. Feed me. I'm a gorilla. Give me more. More. Give me more. Don't put this on podcast. It's too good. Because they wouldn't even understand it. God is going to fill this house with hungry, hungry, hungry people who are starving to be fed. Not abused, not taken advantage of, not just sitting there waiting, my God, will they quit preaching? But absolutely going, oh, this is manna from heaven. My heart, my soul, my mind is being renewed. I feel the quickening power of the Holy Ghost. There's new realms coming into my life. Awake those that are sleeping. And I'm not talking physically. Let me close this down without finishing the story. So Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. He goes on and he closes out by saying, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. The supernatural is based on faith, not fear. 
Most of our plans go awry because we allow fear to come in. I'm not sure if I can remember the quote. This would be a real good time, Joshua. I don't know if I can remember the exact quote because I've been trying to just, I've been just trying to jam myself with everything I can from Dr. Miles Monroe. But he said this, most people for success goes as far as they eliminate fear. Folks, I'm a simple person saved by the grace of God. And I got to tell you, my mind works just like yours. And I cannot tell you how many times I've come off the platform or left the front and said, God, what if this doesn't happen? You keep telling me the praise and worship band is going to be there. These people have heard this. I know what people do with false prophets. Lord, you keep telling me the house is going to be filled with hungry people. And Lord, I remember a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, the place was packed and it's not packed now. God, just keep speaking what I'm showing. But it's what I'm seeing. No, what I show you. No, it's what I see. No, it's what I'm showing you. No, it's what I understand. No, it's what I know. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Your best days are in front of you, not behind you. Your best moments in the kingdom are in front of you, not behind you. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I want you to eliminate all fear. I was talking with one of the young men this morning and we were talking again, of course, about sports. And we both recognized something that took place yesterday and last night. It's a picture of the church. Father, I just thank you for every one of these seats filled to overflowing. Every one of these seats. For his glory. For his honor. I could give a rat's tail about my name. It's his name. It's his honor. It's his glory. And in our conversation before service, we were talking about, sounds just like the church. How many times teams get a lead And then they begin coaching and playing not to lose. That's called fear. And everything that they were doing early in the game and to get that lead, all of a sudden it changes. And they shut it down. And they just pray to God. Oh, we got eight more minutes to go. God, can we hold on? We just got to hold on. Man, I'm not holding on. I'm putting my foot on the accelerator. And we're going wide open. Uh, that's what scares. I know, I know. It scares you, doesn't it? You got fear? God wants to give you faith. You think you're not going to pass that test? God says you can pass that test. And let me help you out. It's more than just speaking over the test. I thought I better pass that in there. Lord, I just pray over my geometry course. Good job. Lord, I just speak over my geometry course. Good job. Now put your foot to the accelerator and study. Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to do that. I thought all I had to do was just speak it into existence. (laughs) 
Father, I just thank you that you've given me great gifts and talents. I'm going to be an incredible athlete. No way I'm going out running and practicing. I'm just going to be, I spoke it. It's going to be supernatural. Really? You better put your foot to the accelerator. Where's your head this morning? Is it where it should be? In the kingdom? Thinking about the kingdom? God is inviting us into the kingdom, deep into the kingdom, and to begin enjoying everything that He has prepared for us. I'm not going to ask this morning that people come to the front. I'm going to ask that in just a moment, when we play this song, Ocean, please, please, please do yourself a favor. If you really aren't willing to get out in the ocean of faith, Stay where you are, please. Because you are asking for a tax. Florida State's got 25 or 26 in a row. There is a bullseye on them. Every team they play will be out to get them. Why did you say that? Because if you listen to the song Ocean and you go, you know what? Yes, in this moment, I love that song. Ooh. This one gives me chill bumps. Devil don't care about your chill bumps. He wants to know if you got any fire. He ain't scared of your chill bumps. But if you can stand and go, you know what, God, you can take me out into the ocean. Take me on on into the ocean. It doesn't matter what they say, what they think, what they're gonna do. Just get me out there. I invite you just to stand and to just embrace the lyrics of this song and say, God, here's my head. Not only will I bend my knees and not only will I put my all and my heart on the altar, here's my head. I will always bow before you. And I will consider others better than myself. That is the signature to a head that is on straight. Who do they think they are? They come walking in like they own everything. Where's your head? Where's your head? Man, since they started coming. How about putting your knees back down in the throne room? What about putting your heart back on the altar where it belongs? And your head, the Bible says, prefer others better than yourself. Because if you can't do it on earth, I can tell you what's going on in the kingdom. You're Lord. You're not Lord over everybody, but you're, you're lording it. And you're your own Lord. Now, if the Lord compels you to come to the altar this morning, by all means, let's pray. If you would like to stand in honor of oceans where faith is going to explode, invade and explode in your life, I invite you, as this song prepares to play, I invite you to stand and embrace the lyrics. Father, I thank you for the word this morning. I thank you for these two stories that are teaching us that it's time for us to let you be the head of everything and anything that you place in our lives. We 
absolutely desire to be renewed in our thoughts, in our thinking. We humble our lives before you. We bow before you. And Father God, we are asking that your kingdom will come. God, I pray in Jesus' name, in this community, in this house, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That broken heart healed in Jesus' name. That individual that has been struggling with self-esteem, may the confidence of the Lord be begin to invade them and to begin to straighten things within them and they walk out of here with such confidence and if there's anyone here under the sound of the gospel that doesn't know Jesus Christ and has not been walking in the kingdom I invite them to Father to come into the kingdom for your namesake for your honor for your glory Father I thank you every seat in this place filled. Father, I thank you. Broken homes restored. Marriages healed. Businesses advancing. Souls saved. Healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. I thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Take us out into the ocean of your kingdom. Take us out into the ocean of faith. And may our heads stay on as we bow to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. God's people said, Amen. Your opportunity to stand, if God invites you to come, whatever you need to do, let's make these moments a special moment as we allow God to align our heads in His kingdom to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Hearken to the word of the Lord. Hearken to the word of the Lord today. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.